Investors, what's up? Here's your host, Ellis Hammond, and love the support I'm getting for these solo podcast shows. And so uh, on this episode, listen, I don't, I don't mean to be controversial with this topic, but here's what I know. I know that a lot of our audience are folks who are entrepreneurs, they're business owners, they're real estate investors. And so this is not in the sense of, hey, I want to be controversial. No, I want to be helpful because I know that you as a listener, you spend most of your day in most cases figuring out how to make more money. That is what one of the primary goals of a business, of a real estate venture is to create profit. And so I want to address this question because every time it feels like I start talking Talking about money online, it comes to, I always get the reaction of, especially from other so-called Christians, that making money or focusing on making money is some degree of evil, right? That, that, our, that our only focus should be primarily on reading God's word or making disciples or sharing our faith, which I find that really interesting. That doesn't really ever come from the pastors or the missionaries. It typically comes from people who spend most of their days working in a W-2, working in a nine to five that they actually have no control over, right? That they have no way to increase the ceiling. And you actually might say that if that is case, if you if you can't really get out of that job and you're forced to work that job for 30, 40, 50 years, who's really free, right? But it, anyways, not, not to go down that road today, but here's the point I wanna make when it comes to asking the question or answering the question, how much money should Christians make? How much money should Christians make? And here's what I wanna do. I wanna start practical and then I wanna end biblical. Okay, and so here's what I mean by practical, guys. In a capitalistic society, money, the amount of money that we make is tied to one thing and one thing only. It's tied to the amount of value that we can create and generate in the world and then bring that to the marketplace and people in the marketplace saying, hey, I want the value that you bring. I'm willing to pay for that value. And so to be honest with you, I think it's the wrong question to even ever ask how much money should a Christian make? I think the better question is how much value should a Christian try and bring to the world? And guys, as, as someone who is made in the image of God, as someone who is made in the image of a creator, the, the infinite valuable one who made humans in his image, you would never say, oh, well, just a little bit of value or like maybe 50% of value, uh, just enough value that I don't make too much money. No, you would say as much valuable, as much value as possible, as much value that I was given. Most of us don't even know what that value is, right? Because we never dream big enough. We never take enough risk to see how much value we actually could bring into the world. And so the better question to start asking is, how much value could I actually bring to the marketplace? How much value could I bring to the world? And let value begin to be our metric and let money be the scoreboard, right? Money is just the scoreboard. It, it allows you to assess how valuable is what you're doing to the marketplace. I mean, look at the most wealthiest folks in, in the recent decade. I think of guys like Jeff Bezos. I think of guys like Elon Musk. Why are they considered some of the most wealthiest people in the world? Because they bring, they've brought the most value. I mean, how many of you today, you know, don't use Amazon on a daily basis? Listen, I laugh at this, man. Like we, you know, it's it's a it's not a normal day if an Amazon package doesn't show up to our house, right? We we couldn't live without that. We get packages and delivered in 24, 48 hours now. It's incredible value that company has brought to our lives, and we're willing to pay for it. You know, last thing on the practical level, I think the one thing that maybe we uh, don't talk about enough is just kind of the context in which we live in. Again, the the question of how much money should Christians make and how much money should Christians keep, I think are two very different questions, right? I think you should try and go make as much money as possible, 
Why? Because I know what it's like to be a missionary, living on you know donations, and and coming to a place a couple years into ministry and, and literally being out of money, right? Not being able to have enough money to provide for my family and put groceries on the table and and wanting and and, and praying and seeking out other money making Christians who were willing to donate to our ministry so it could continue on. And so again, I don't think we should limit the amount of money that we should be trying to create. Why? Because money is needed. Money is needed for the kingdom of God. Money is needed to advance the mission of Christ. Money is needed to support those who are hungry, those who are in prison, right? Those who are are orphaned or widowed, all the things that God cares about. Those things take time and money. If you don't have margin of time to go support and you don't have money to give, how can you really take care of them? An important question, this is context. I, I think you know, being part of, you know, and we've gotten so detached from being part of a local church, being part of a local community. I think also the amount of money that we consume or the things that we do with our money should also just be based on our environment, right? I mean, if you're really trying to be part of a local community, you're really trying to be part of a local church and you do life with people, it's not to say that you, you know, you maybe can't have the biggest house or drive the nicest car, but to what degree? Right, and I, th- I do think that's important. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that, but I think I think that matters. Is if you know you're in a congregation, or maybe you decided to live in a community where the the income level is a lot less than what you're able to make. Is it really helpful to drive up in a Ferrari? You know, not that you can't go drive a Ferrari. But I was just reading last night in Romans. Right, he says that, that he talks about the weaker and the stronger in faith. That you know, sometimes we die to ourselves in order to serve the other. And so I think that, that that may be an important component for some of us to really just consider is the community that God has placed me in. What What is that income level? And is my community being served or is it being hurt by my consumption? And again, and I'm all for having nice things. I'm all for having great places that people can come and retreat. I've been blessed by folks who've been able to do that uh, in our lives, especially when we are in ministry. So I, I, again, this is not a, I don't have an answer for this, but I think for you in your context, it's important to ask the question, is your consumption, is your lifestyle, is it serving or is it hindering those around you? And before I end here today, I want to just look at what the scriptures say, because at the end of the day, this is really what matters. And one of the passages that we talk a lot about inside of Kingdom Mari in our community comes from Luke chapter 19, the parable of the 10 minus. And if you're familiar with this story, it'll probably recall to mind pretty quickly. If not, I'll just give you a brief summary. You know, there's a there's a master that comes to Jerusalem, a man of noble birth, it says, went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. So he calls his 10 servants and he gives them money to go put to work. And he said, here, I'll go go put this to work. I'm gonna come back. And it says, to some he gave two, to some he gave five, you know, to some he gave 10. And then he returns and he asks for a report. He calls all of those servants back to him when he returns. Of course, we know that in this parable, the man of noble birth is Jesus. We are his servants and he's given resources and talents. He's given businesses too. He's given a lot of things, the place in which we live, the, the opportunities we have in front of us, our minds. He's given those things to us. And, and we know that Jesus will return because of his resurrection, that he's coming back for us. And we know all as Christians, it's clear that we will all stand in front of the judgment seat of Christ. This is not just for non-believers. All, it says all will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of their life. And so in this passage, it says that he comes back and the first one said, sir, your mind has earned 10 more. He gave him 10, he went and earned 10 more. Verse 17, well done, my good servant. 
his master replied. I'm going to save the, he says something else. I want to save it to another one. He says five more to another one. He says two more. And do you know, once he says, congratulations, well done, my good and faithful servant. Do you know what the master gives back in return for multiplying his capital? There's two parables, and some of you, I think the more familiar parable is in, you know, is in Matthew, and it says that he gave him more, right? And you say, oh, we well, gave him more. That's true. But in Luke 19, do you know that the master, whenever they return the multiplication of money to the master, that the master actually gives them cities in, in, in return? So he gives them money to go multiply. They go and be good stewards of it. They multiply the money, and when the master returns, he gives them cities to be in charge of. Because this is so massive when we think about the importance of business. Why making money is not just a way to give. It's not just a way to donate. And it's definitely not evil. Because what we see in this passage is that for those who went and did commerce, those who went and did business, those who went and invested it, who did real estate, who started you know entrepreneur ventures, they multiplied the money and Jesus in return gave them cities to be in charge of it. And that is the vision of the kingdom of God that Christ wants to, he, this is a chance to test. This is a chance to grow. God said, I don't know a better vehicle besides the vehicle, vehicle of entrepreneurship, besides the vehicle of business that teach us to be better leaders of cities in the future than what we're doing right now. I've been in both. I've been in ministry. I've been in business. And I think, and I, this is to take nothing away from ministers of the gospel. It is a absolutely valuable, necessary, everybody should be ministers of the gospel. But I also know that there are things in business that cannot be replicated in ministry right? That there, there are things that come up in businesses. There are stress that comes up in businesses. There are people issues that come up in business that can't be replicated in anything else. And God is looking for servants who are going to take his talents and multiply them, who are going to show that, hey, I can be a good steward of this and I am building the character necessary. I am going through the tough things right now. I'm learning to care for people and put up with challenges and persevere through setbacks. Why? So that I can be appointed a king and queen of future cities of God's kingdom. And so I I want to elevate the call into business, elevate the call of entrepreneurship, elevate the call of managing and allocating capital. Why? Because there are things that we're going through. There's things that we're learning, guys, that Christ will eventually say, I put you through that for a reason. I put you through that for an eternal purpose. So guys, elevate. It's I want to elevate the call of business in your life today and 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 put aside, put away those naysayers who say, you know, this is all in vain. Money is just for today, but you know, souls are eternal. Yes, that is true, but so your work is eternal. The things that God is building in you is eternal. Focus your eyes on Christ and see that he is using every circumstance, everything in your business for his glory and for your good. So listen, I don't know where a lot of you are listening uh, to this podcast show today. I want to invite you to to come continue to be a part of what we're building inside of Kingdom REI, right? If you know my story, you know that I was a pastor for six years. Then I got into the world of investing and entrepreneurship. And we've been building a community called Kingdom Real Estate Investors uh, to really help those who want to be intentional about growing their faith as they build a real estate business, as they grow and invest in their real estate portfolio. And so uh, we have um, a couple different things 
that you can that you can go to. You can go to kingdomrei.com and apply to be part of our community. We now have two programs depending on your starting point. If you are just beginning your wealth building journey through real estate, go to kingdomrei.com and jump on a call with my team. And we have a program now called the Accelerator. And this is just a few thousand dollars to invest in this program and you get a blueprint. We'll walk you through. This is not just some online education, but there's coaching, there's mentorship, there's accountability, there's access to the community to help you start to build out a plan and a pipeline for finding off-market deals, for raising money so that you can get started in this business. And for those of you who are well on your way in this real estate journey, on your wealth building journey, and you need a community of peers to lock arms with, to partner up with on deals, to just do fun stuff with, that's our mastermind community. And so also go to kingdomrei.com and apply to be a part of that. And I would love to continue to go, you know, figure out what this looks like. Is this a good fit for you, where you're at in your journey? But I'm telling you, our community has grown so much this year. And every time we get together, man, it is such an empowering, uplifting time. We just spent a couple days in Kansas City together. And man, the, the testimonials that are coming out of those two days of just what it's like to gather together, to go look at real estate deals, and then, and then worship together and be praying and then spend the, the evening around dinner, you know, and having good food and wine and just the, the celebration of this all. This is what it's, it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be so segmented where, you know, we have 40 hours a week, we're working on business and then, and then we go to church and talk about God. No, what does it look like to do all that together and really have a vision and a plan for the way that we're building our lives, growing our real estate portfolios um, for the glory of God, and that's profitable, <laughs> right? So that that we can enjoy the fruits of our labor as well. So if that's you, if you're interested in that, go to kingdomrei.com. There's an application there on that page for you to jump on a call, either with myself or someone on my team. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this show. If you like this episode, do me a favor and just share it. That goes a long ways. Take a screenshot of this wherever you do social media. Let other people know, hey, go listen to this episode. This was empowering for Christians. This will really serve you, and that would help a lot. Guys, have a great week. We'll see you soon. Cheers.